Chapter 20 Swirly of Death Clancy's jaw dropped as she stared at the spot where the Ninky Nanka fell. I killed it. I can't believe I killed it. The color drained from her face. Adam and Neff slowly approached. You had no choice, Clancy, he reminded her. It would have killed us all. The Ibada danced around her feet with joy, but she stood frozen, pale and shaky. She turned to them and sniffled. Do you think I heard it? Neff moved so his head appeared over her shoulder, and she reached up to scratch his neck. He winced a little, but shook it off with a shake of his head. Nah, you can't hurt a creature like that. We don't actually feel pain. Adam frowned. He could tell Neff was in pain from his jellyfish stings, but he knew how much it hurt to pull out those sea urchin spikes. Neff was fibbing to make Clancy feel better. He looked at his own arm, surprised at how much it hurt now that he had a moment to think about those jellyfish wounds. Angry red slashes crossed his arms, and the sores crusted and oozed. His arms throbbed with each beat of his heart. As he looked over at Clancy, she could see her jeans slashed with the same red scratches all over her legs. We should get the map back out and figure out our next move, she said briskly, wiping her eyes with her sleeves. She grabbed Adam by the shoulders and forced him around so she could rummage in his backpack. Adam reached forward and patted Neff. He remembered how, at the time they met, he'd spoken with the Kelpie using only his thoughts. He decided to try that again so Clancy couldn't hear them. You did a nice thing. Neff puffed air softly from his nostrils. Eh, she's not bad. You know, for a land troll. Are you okay? Adam reached down to touch the area around the gouges in Neff's side. He shook his head. No. I need help. Kelpies are pretty sensitive to jellyfish stings. My naiads can heal me if they have full power, but I don't know how weak they are. They've been in these tunnels for days. I don't even know if I'll find them alive. I keep feeling like something is nearby. Something is here and it drives me crazy that I don't know what. I can feel it, but I can't see it. He shivered and stomped his front hooves. It's like death is already here looking for them. Let's think positive, Adam replied. We're so close. We'll rescue them and everything will get back to normal. Neff snorted sadly. With everything going on at Atlantis, I don't think so. I'm not sure anything will ever be the same again. Adam didn't know what to say. All he could do was rub Neff's shoulder and scratch his back. You two are being awfully quiet, Clancy said, shaking the map out to get their attention. While you've been daydreaming over there, I studied the map. Check this out! Pointing excitedly, Clancy showed them the blue squiggly line representing the river that ran through the center of the map. She traced it with her finger. This is where we are now. Right here, the river intersects with the tunnel and they join up. We're almost there! Both the tunnel and the river will drop us off in the cavern that connects with the gate and straight to the naiads. She stood taller and squared her shoulders with a look of triumph. Good job, Clancy! Should we get moving? She asked, looking around. The Ibata growled at her and thrust their horns in her way. Adam jumped back. He didn't want those things to rip into him. Clancy looked down at them fondly as she folded her map. Did you really think I would leave without you? Come on, you lead the way. The Ibata joyfully danced around her and plunged into the river, kicking for the far shore so they could reach the tunnel. She turned to Adam, folding the map neatly to tuck into his pack. What do you think, river or tunnel? Adam glanced at Neff, whose ears were pricked forward. The Kelpie kept glancing around, looking for something. Whatever way is the fastest. We need to get Neff with his naiads. He's worried death is coming for them. She frowned. What else could be here? He couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> Do you really want to know the answer to that? Clancy thought for a moment and then shook her head hard. Not really. Adam turned and rubbed Neff again. 
Which way is fastest? Let's do the river. I'm getting weak from the jellyfish stings, but I still got my mojo underwater. Carrying you two on land is like hauling a ton of bricks. The river it is, Adam agreed. Clancy climbed on first this time, and Adam jumped up behind her. The Ibotta turned when they reached the other side, looking at Clancy expectantly. You go ahead in the tunnel, she hollered to them. We're taking the river. See you at the bottom. The Ibotta jumped and dove headlong into the tunnel. Delighted squeals echoed back up the chamber, and Clancy laughed. Sounds like fun. Maybe I should have taken the tunnel with them. Adam shook his head. Who knows what else is waiting for us in this crazy maze? I prefer we stick together. Good point. What do you say, Neff? Let's roll, Clancy said, rubbing his neck. Adam could feel him trembling beneath them for a split second before the Kelpie leapt and dove into the water. Clancy raised her trident and formed the force field around them again so they could travel through the water protected. They moved slowly at first, but the rock walls around them grew closer as the river narrowed. Neff had no choice but to rise to the surface to avoid crashing into underwater stones. When their faces broke through the top, they found themselves in a raging section of whitewater, with black stone cliffs rising up and out of sight on either side of them. The river grew more and more narrow. They shot around a tight corner only to find another sheer cliff in front of them with a whirlpool twisting before it. This dead end offered them no escape. Neff reared underwater, and Adam lost his grip. The water ripped him away from the others. He kicked hard and he knew he was a good swimmer, but he was no match for the aquatic vortex sucking him under. Go back! Adam screamed. It's going to pull us under! This is where we connect to the tunnel! Clancy shouted from Neff's back. The two stopped swimming and let the whirlpool pull them in, where they spun faster and faster as they approached the middle of it. Stop trying to fight it and let it suck you under! Do you want me to drown? He spluttered, coughing and choking on a mouthful of water. Trust me, just let it pull you in! He could barely hear her words as they got sucked down all the way, and their heads vanished. Adam's heart pounded as he fought to keep his head above water. He didn't have Neff to help him breathe underwater anymore. How could he survive? But he was getting weak from kicking hard against the current. He had no choice. He just had to believe this was the right thing to do. Relaxing into a back float, he took a deep breath to calm himself, letting the whirlpool draw him in. He looked up, getting dizzy as he spun faster and faster before the water pulled him under the surface with a gurgle and a slosh. Suddenly, he wasn't underwater anymore, but he still couldn't see. The pitch black remained as his feet hit something hard and slick. His backside hit next, and he immediately started sliding. He slipped through a narrow stone tube with a steady stream of water to keep him moving. As his eyes adjusted to the dark, quartz crystals embedded in the dark gray stone reflected a little light in what he could only describe as a stone water slide. Adam grinned. He leaned back all the way, crossing his arms and legs to increase his speed. The bottom of the slide suddenly dropped out from under him. He flailed midair with a surprised yell as he flew out of the tunnel and into a brightly lit chamber. The water slide became a waterfall that fed a pink lake 20 feet below. With a whoop, he twisted around to flip midair, maybe show off some of his dive team skills a little. He hit the water feet first. Opening his eyes underwater, he was surprised to see the water wasn't pink beneath the surface, but full of huge bubbles in every shade from white to red, with a few black pebbles sinking past him. He kicked hard for the surface. When he broke through the top, he ran his hands over his face and hair, shaking his head. That. Was. Awesome! Adam cried, slapping the surface excitedly. He looked around for Clancy and Neff, and paddled for shore when he spotted them. Adam climbed out of the water and yanked off his backpack. Dropping it on the ground, he reached over to pat Neff. 
Something was wrong. The jellyfish stings looked worse, swelling and crusting over. But that seemed like nothing compared to Neff's stance. The Kelpie stood with his feet wide apart, his ears pinned back, flicking as if waiting to hear something. His nostrils flared and he panted angrily, letting out a warning snicker every few seconds. What is it, Neff? Is something here? My Cleo! Here with her sisters, he replied as he stomped his front hoof. Deaf is here for them, but I can't see him. I won't let him get them. But how can I fight something I can't see? What do you mean? Adam asked, his voice trailed off. He looked around, noticing first the Abata prancing playfully on the Pink Lake's white sand beach. He turned. In the far corner of the cavern, strange green lines of humming, glowing light zigzagged across the wall. Behind it, Adam could make out three creatures huddled together. They'd found the naiads. Clancy saw them at the same moment, and her eyes grew wide. There they are! She breathed. Adam walked slowly over to the magical prison, surging with light and glowing brighter as he and Clancy drew nearer. Behind the magical bars, the naiads lay in the far corner, not moving. A single ray of light beamed down onto their strangely beautiful faces. Each naiad was a different shade of blue, with dull pink, green, and purple scales. Long, tangled green hair cascaded down their backs and onto the floor. Their limp bodies curled around a long stalactite that nearly reached the floor. Water dripped from it every few seconds. When a drop fell, the three took turns reaching for the single drop of water, letting it slide over their cracked lips before falling back to the ground. Neff was furious. Fivos is torturing them, keeping them from water like this. He wanted them to die a slow and painful death. He pawed at the ground and barreled toward the magical bars, head down. When his head made contact... A white flash of light blinded them, filling the whole cavern. Zapping sparks exploded around them. A loud crack like thunder boomed, and Neff flew back. He hit the far wall on the other side of the pink lake with a sickening thud and slid into the water.